welcome to the Heroin TV Podcast. Today is Monday, January 21st, 2013, and uh, this is the first podcast of the new year. Uh, I'm Lucia, and with me today I have my sister Francesca. Hi! Hey, Franny. So this is, uh, you've been on the podcast, or you haven't been on the podcast for so long, you forgot how to use Skype. Yes, I did. (laughs) And in fact, she didn't even think she had it on her computer. Now I know how Launchpad works on a map. There are two pages, in case anyone's confused. (laughs) Yes, because I'm sure lots of people have this problem. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, but... But this is actually, this is the 28th podcast, which can you believe, Franny, that I've done 28 of these now? Yes. You can? <laughs> <laughs> but Francesca hasn't been on for like 500 million years, so this is like so exciting for me to have you on here. I'm, I'm so thrilled. And because you've been so busy getting your teaching degree and everything, um, you haven't mm-hmm. had time, but now you're having a little time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the Vampire Diaries because I had a lot of requests on Twitter of people um, wanting to know if we're going to do more Vampire Diaries podcasts. And then uh, Downton Abbey, we wanted to check in on that. And then mm-hmm. we also wanted to talk about Pretty Little Liars, The Lying Game. And then if we have time at the end, we can talk about The Walking Dead because that's my newest obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, Franny got me into it. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, Franny totally got me into it. And I have to say, I'm torn about how amazing it is because I'm addicted to it, but I keep having these nightmares about it. <laughs> like, I had a nightmare last night, which was really horrible. And I was just running from zombies all night. <laughs> I never had those nightmares. <laughs> I just have a lot of zombie nightmares. So um, it's like a new thing that's been happening. I dream about zombies. So I blame you. Hmm. <laughs> I bet you don't have any nightmares from Teen Wolf. No. And I introduced you to Teen Wolf. <laughs> so, oh, and one thing before we get into like the meat of the podcast, I do want to say everybody should watch the Carrie Diaries because I really enjoyed the pilot. Did you watch it, Franny? I watched. Um, I watched it a little bit. Okay, it's worth watching the whole thing. They have it up on Hulu and stuff, and on the CW site. And it just had, like, a cool, like, nostalgic feel. It was very 80s, but also fresh. Well, what's with, like, all of a sudden she has a sister? I never knew she had a sister. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you should get too bogged into this, into okay. it being a prequel, you know? I would more <laughs> just, like, enjoy it for what it is. Okay. <laughs> because, plus, she seemed really likable. She didn't seem much like the other Carrie. I don't know. She, she's, a, she's, like, really young and innocent. and yeah. It's a different Carrie. but i don't know you should watch it from the beginning again and get into it because i really like it and also tonight is the premiere of the following the serial killer show that we watched at comic-con oh yeah that uh we love so much about that yeah so finally it airs tonight Woo! so yay tv there's like so much tv right now i feel like it's insane i'm behind on everything except for the shows we're going to talk about which i'm not behind on Mm-hmm. So, Vampire Diaries. This season has been a little bit controversial. Uh, people have mixed feelings about it. You don't go online and read stuff. So, you're like, mm-hmm. you can be like the antidote to the fandom. You can tell us what just mm-hmm. an average girl on the street might think of the yes. Vampire Diaries. <laughs> so, Freddie, what did you think of After School Special, the most recent episode? The most recent episode? Yes. Um, yes. I thought it was interesting how uh, when Elena was being um, under the eye thing. Oh, the compulsion. The eyes. (laughs) What's that called? Compulsion. 
Yes. That she said that she still said that she loved Damon. Damon. Yes. Yes. And I think a lot of people were thinking, you know, when this whole sire bond, we should probably talk kind of in general about the sire bond really briefly because this sire bond thing, um, a lot of people have been saying, you know, we shouldn't be too too freaked out about it because it doesn't change how you actually feel about somebody. It, it only builds on feelings you already have, right? Mm-hmm. So she must have already loved him if for her to have that sire bond, right? Um, so it doesn't really change how you actually feel. Um, so I wasn't surprised for her to say she loves she loved Damon, but I was surprised for her to say that she is not in love with Stefan anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like before, you know, she had feelings for um Damon, but I didn't I didn't think she was so sure of her feelings. Right. So and maybe it seems, that's what the sire bond's doing. Yeah, and yeah, it is very odd. It's like there doesn't seem any to be any baggage left. Like you'd think she'd feel more um guilt or I don't know. It kinda takes I don't know. One person was saying, um uh, one of my friends on Twitter, um uh, her username is Lafergs and she was saying that Elena's kind of acting like the Buffy bot right now. Mm. (laughs) Like, she's kind of just, I don't know, like, she's just so happy about everything. She only sort of has one simple (laughs) goal in life, which is just like, I love, I love Damon. Damon is wonderful. Ooh, (laughs) such nice abs. It's like very Buffy bot. (laughs) (laughs) like remember how Buffy Bot would be like Spike is dreamy (laughs) I love his abs (laughs) yeah I could see that yeah I don't know I I just feel like Elena this season I just don't know I don't know what's up with her I just don't really connect with her this Mm. season I just she's just confusing to me Mm -hmm. um I just kind of feel like she's not all there as a character she doesn't feel like a fully developed character right now, um, and it's just weird that, like, I think it totally makes sense she's in love with Damon. I mean, we've, they've been building to that or whatever, but I don't know. It just, I'm just not loving any of that triangle story. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what are you in just in general in terms of the sire bond as being the explanation for why Elena was, you know, throwing up the blood and all that stuff in the past? Like, did you mm-hmm. like that explanation as a as a way to uh, show why Elena was being different as a vamp? Yeah, well, I felt like it definitely explained it away, you know? Yeah. Like it was like, oh, a question, what's going on? And then it was. And then I bought yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but it just seems like they acted like it. Just seems like there's a simple cure to it. If you have to do everything, they act like the only way you can cure the sire bond is to have that person away from you forever, like to get out from under your influence. But couldn't you just tell them? You will be not honest, be bonded to me or something. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do, and um, and tell me how you feel. Like, couldn't you demand them to? To actually yeah. be honest with you and or, and say, like, you know, it just seems weird. Because it, it, if the sire bond really doesn't affect your feelings, it just reflects sort of your actions, then, you know, I don't know. I'm just very confused about it because in the past... Well, and I'm wondering if there's something she can do, like, um, what the werewolves had to do to break their sire bond. Right, yeah. See, that's what's weird about it is they're, act- they're acting like the sire bond for the vampires is very different than the werewolves in the sense of... Um, the werewolves could just decide to break it by um, 
uh, by turn, you know, turning a bunch of times. But there's not really a corollary for that for the vampires. Mm-hmm. Like, what could she do to, you know, it's not like she, vampires just don't have the same problem as werewolves of, you know, turning. So the the hybrids, their sire bond was very specific to uh, the reason why they were bonded to Klaus was because they were so grateful to him mm. um, for uh, getting rid of their suffering. And so the only th- the thing that broke that bond was just turning over and over again until they didn't feel pain. But it's like there's not really an option like that for vampires yeah and it 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 feels really ridiculous of damon to have had that one girl in new orleans be sired to him for all those years and him not and not occur to him to just tell her leave me alone <laughs> yeah and find so somebody else well the why she she asked she does what he says like he told her stay here and cl- count these bricks and that's right because he's like why don't you just say you don't care guy, about me anymore stupid. you don't love me anymore like it just seems so dumb they had to go to a witch to find that out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing was... So just... wait, what did he end up saying to her at the end? Oh, well, at the end of the most recent episode, he told her to come to him. No, no. When um, Stefan said to that girl who was bonded to him, what did he say to her in the end after seeing the witch? Oh, well, she was she was bonded to Damon. Oh, Damon. Okay. Yeah, what yeah. did Damon say to her? He finally told her... I don't remember the specifics because it's been so long. We're not, How did he uh, get her unbonded? He just he told her or no? um, to, like, basically make yourself happy. That's the only way to make me happy. You, like, hanging on to me is actually making me... It, he basically made it, couched it in a language mm. of, this will make me happy if you yeah. do this. So it will make me happy if you So why didn't he life. say something like that to Elena? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, <laughs> what I want you to do is be honest with me or what I want you to do is you know mm-hmm. I don't know it was something about that language it's just been so while, a while since I watched that episode it just I don't know the whole thing and just ugh, I'm not into it but then the other but the other crazy stuff that's going on in this episode is this idea of um silas and also expression and I like that we finally got the explanation for why April's father killed all those people and killed himself. Did you pick up on that? That's that. That was expression because it was twelve deaths. Expression. Oh, okay, this is for Tesca. Okay, so expression was one of the things they talked about <laughs> in the episode. Don't you don't that. remember? Like it's this really dark magic um, where you have to have human sacrifice in order mm. to in order to get that level of power. It requires human sacrifice. And um, Klaus killed twelve people on on Christmas Eve when there was all that Christmas music and Klaus was getting all bloody and it was twelve yeah. hybrids that he killed. Okay. Um, and that was specifically uh, engineered by. Um, by Phoebe Tonkin's character, the girl from Secret Circle, um, mm. because uh, because Professor Shane told her to, because basically okay. he was he was manipulating the werewolves to get twelve werewolf deaths, so that um, so that basically he he could um, use, do expression. Yeah, it's like this type of magic that requires. Um, so then, who? was the person who has the power from the deaths of the um 
people who died in that. He fire. did that. He ma- he did that as well because one thing April realized when she saw Shane um, was she recognized him. He talked to her father a lot. So basically, mm-hmm. he manipulated. He manipulated the the preacher to okay. kill all those people, and and what he said to Cole and Rebecca in this episode was that when Silas gets resurrected, because basically he's trying to do all this to eventually get Silas resurrected, this like immortal from the past, mm. and once he gets resurrected, all the people who died in service of that will um, will be resurrected. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah. So that's like I guess the big season long arc that we've been kind of moving up to is this whole idea of. Um, of Silas, like he mm. said. Um, but the vampires don't like that idea. So Silas, I mean, like, I, I don't think bringing Silas back, Silas back is going to be a picnic. You know, Cole said it'd be hell on earth mm. uh, having Silas, but I don't know. I'm not that invested in this Silas storyline, but I am, like, interested in it. So I guess we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And so the, all the stuff he's doing is sort of to find, and he wants to find out where Silas is buried. Like, I guess maybe... That's why he cares about the cure, because maybe the location of the cure is somehow going to tell them something about where Silas is buried or something. Mm, mm-hmm. Or no, he knows where Silas is buried, but they'll have to get, maybe to get the spell. Like, I don't get what the connection is between the cure and, but there must be one. You okay. know? I don't really get it. Yeah, it's like he knows where he's buried, but he needs something to resurrect him somehow or something. Yeah, and he definitely is using Bonnie. And Bonnie, of course, is just letting herself be used again. And I feel very frustrated that her character just keeps on being used as a tool for all these other, these random storylines, you know. Like, mm-hmm. oh. Um, and she's just kind of, like, trusting him. Mm-hmm. I just would not trust him if I were her. Yeah. And, and it was funny that finally when she realized what's going on and her reaction where she gets upset was like, my father is a mayor now. I can't just be going around doing black magic. <laughs> <laughs> like as if that's what the concern is because parental guidance, you know, like it's such an issue in this, in this I film. I didn't even know she had a dad. Where did this I know. Come from? This was the first time we met him. It was, and so now he's mayor. The first time we meet him and he's mayor. It's like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Like so, and she's and, never lived with him or anything. Well, he's her he's her guardian. That's oh. that's her guardian. We just he's always been off screen. Um, oh, okay. So she does live with her dad. Yeah, okay. she lived with her dad all the all of the, her life because her mom ran out on her. Okay, I thought she but like lived grand, with Grams no, and then I guess Grams. I never realized who she lived with after she died. Yeah, she. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bonnie. That's because she never like got a house. We only saw her bedroom last season. Okay. And that was it. Like we only saw the bedroom, I think. Was it like we didn't see the rest of her house mm. and we didn't like meet her dad. So yeah, poor Bonnie. We've never like seen her have a home life and now her dad all cares about stuff. And it's like, where has he been? Mm. I don't know. But he's supposed to have been there, like in the wings this whole this whole four seasons. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> So enlightening have enlightening having these conversations with you. Yeah. <laughs> see what I miss? You miss so much. Yeah. Um, so him being mayor and him, the fact that he, like, knows about the supernatural stuff, but it doesn't seem like he's a founding family because his last name is Hopkins, and I have uh, that's not a founding family name, at least from the books, but, I mean, maybe it is. The other weird thing is Bonnie, I guess all the witches in the Bennett family take the maternal line name, so she took her mom's last name. Her dad's not a Bennett. Mm, so mm-hmm. it's her mom and her grandma were Bennett's, but her dad's mm. not. So hmm. I don't know. So we'll see. I guess according to Shane, Bonnie's the key to everything. But, you know, that's what they do every season. Um, mm. But then poor girl, we don't even 
you know, it takes four seasons before we even meet her father. Mm-hmm. Like, poor <laughs> child. Like, she needs, like, a real storyline, but she's the key to everything. I, I, I don't know. So, anyways, poor Bonnie. Um, we'll see how things go. But, oh, the, the other thing was, like, basically, without her even realizing it, she did that spell to, to save Shane. It almost killed April. Yeah. And it reminded me of that spell back in Masquerade where Lucy had connected Elena to Catherine so that every time Catherine got hurt, Elena got hurt, like at the masked ball party. It was kind of like that Mm -hmm. spell. But it's like, if that's expression, then that was that mean Lucy was doing expression? Like, that's crazy. Mm. She didn't kill 12 people, did she? So I don't know. I don't, maybe it wasn't expression yet. But blah, blah, blah. The main part of this episode was, like, Rebecca is back. And I felt I was really excited about it. Like, oh, Rebecca's going to get revenge. But then I felt a little disappointed in the actual revenge. Because, like, so much of it was just, like, exposition of her getting caught up on, like, the high school drama of the show. Mm. (laughs) You know? It was like they're in that room and she's just making everybody play truth or dare and tell her what's going on. It just mm-hmm. kind of felt like a lot of exposition. So I felt like a little disappointed mm. um, in it. I don't know. What did you think of that? Um, I don't know. I thought it was just like, obviously, no one was going to, none of those main characters were going to die. So she was like, right. turn. And then he was like, I'll kill them. And so I don't know. It was just seemed very like staged. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it, yeah, it just kind of seemed like a waste of time to me. And it was supposed to kind of be like an homage to The Breakfast Club. Do you remember ever seeing that movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't the best Breakfast Club homage I've seen. Um, yeah. I, you know. They could have done way cooler stuff together if they were doing a Breakfast Club thing. Yeah. Yeah. It really didn't do much with that whole thing. Because, like, some people were saying, oh, it's. They should have, like, I- shared their talents. Yeah. Like putting on lipstick with your boots. (laughs) That is a talent. (laughs) That is a real talent. (laughs) Yeah. So much, so much more. I did like the little reference she said to um, April about, um, uh, about doing a flow chart and like going to get uh, index cards and like making a flow chart, like (laughs) so that we could understand the craziness of everybody's love lives. (laughs) Like that would be helpful. So... And then the other big thing that was going on was, like, Jeremy is being trained to become, like, a master vampire hunter because he's mm-hmm. got to, like, finish up that tattoo. Yeah. And uh, and so he's up at the lake house training with Matt, so I'm glad he and Matt get some time together and mm-hmm. are hanging out. Um, and what I had said on Twitter was, like, I love that basically the writers found a way to make – Jeremy's arms an important plot point in the show like so they could just like do these close-ups all the time and it'd be like actually for story like here this is a very important plot point close in on the on the arm muscles (laughs) it's it's very CW of them so um and it seems like they're just going to keep killing people over and over again Damon is teaming up with Klaus now to at the end of the episode well, earlier in the episode, Klaus kills the delivery girl so that she'll um, become a vampire and and then Jeremy can kill her. And then at the end of the episode, did you notice there's a whole bar full of dead people? Yeah. Okay, so all those people are in transition. I knew that Klaus killed all those people to be in transition for Jeremy to kill. I didn't know about the delivery girl. I thought she was just... 
But that wouldn't have made sense because how would she have been out in the sunlight? You didn't mm-hmm. realize? Yeah, she was a human when oh, she... Okay. She was a human at the beginning of the episode. And then later after Klaus and... Um, um, Klaus comes up to the cabin after Damon had kind of beat him up earlier because he was like, this is for uh, Carol. Yeah. Um, Klaus comes back and he says that he's taken the the necessary steps. And then later she knocks on the door mm-hmm. and she's like, I okay. ran out of gas. But then she can't enter mm-hmm. um, until she gets invited in. So she, mm-hmm. we, that's how we found out she was a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think Klaus turned her and then it looked like Damon maybe wasn't going to go along with what Klaus wanted to do, but then at the end, he's like, well, I thought about it, and then I realized his idea was better. So, like, Damon is going to follow the Klaus plan. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a weird combination of alliances right now, which I thought was interesting. Like, now, um, like, Damon and Klaus are teaming up with with Jeremy. They, like, have Jeremy under their wing for some mm-hmm. reason. And then Rebecca teams up with Stefan at the end. Um and then Shane and Bonnie are teamed up. And then the other crazy thing is that April tells the sheriff and the mayor that her dad um, didn't kill himself and that Professor Shane had orchestrated the whole thing. I wonder, oh. and so I wonder what if they're going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the humans and the law enforcement and parental, you know, figures in the show haven't really been able to get anything done in the past four years, but maybe now they will. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't hold my breath. I'm doubting though, but it's interesting at least that that info is out there. Yeah. Of course, on this show, it's like that kind of stuff means nothing because it can just get compelled away at any time. Mm. Like yeah. I find the compulsion Tricky. to be too easy of an out for everything. Mm. You know. Yeah, but if they're wearing that, yeah, know, if they're, they're, I'm sure uh, they're on Vervain, but it's like there's always some workaround. Like they'll. Dry it. They'll kidnap them for a few days till the vervain's out of their system, and mm. then they can compel them. That's what they did Thinking with. Looking like a vampire. Yeah, they're tricksy. They're <laughs> tricksy. Yeah. The other big plot point I thought was really interesting was Rebecca sort of offering to uh, erase all of Stefan's memories, like when they're in the library. Oh yeah. And Elena looked like horrified at this because you know they have a lot of good memories, like they were deeply in love and everything. Mm-hmm. But Stefan like saying yes. Like, what yeah. did you think about him saying, yes, I want to have every memory? He is, or... like, ready to move on. Yeah. <laughs> he does not want that. Yeah, um, I was really surprised. First, I was, like, kind of annoyed. Like, I thought it seemed out of character for him um, because he's stuck by this relationship in all, like, so many horrible things have happened. So many worse things than Elena sleeping with Damon have happened in their but lives. But she's always said that she, like, is in love with yeah, him. Yeah, I guess that's so just this is the first big, time that it's yeah. it ever just seems hurt him like, this much, I think. Yeah, it just seems like he put her through so much crap, too. And for him to just completely abandon her because she's slept with another guy who happens to also be his brother, it just seems, like, weird for him to turn so quickly... To not yeah. caring. I think not he's caring just, at all. like, really thinks that she doesn't, is not in love with him. And so he's yeah. really hurt and doesn't want that pain. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. And probably also there's, like, guilt, too, because he did a lot of horrible things to Elena and maybe, and all the, you know, to each other. Like, I don't know. Like, he had that whole ripper phase and mm-hmm. I don't know. So maybe, like, there's some guilt in that, too, Mm -hmm. to kind of 
he wouldn't have to feel bad about her about that anymore. Yeah. Although it seems like that's what he likes to do is feel bad. So that seems out of character for him to not want <laughs> to feel bad. It's the new him. The he new doesn't him. want to feel bad He's anymore. no longer about brooding that's now. That's why he wants his memories erased. Now he wants to just have fun. Yeah. yeah. He's ready for no more heartache. It would be really cool if we got to see like him and Rebecca like have some light hangout times where they're not all like <laughs> depressed. Because <laughs> they're such sad sacks, those two. And so it would be nice for like them to just have a little fun. Um, yeah. Now that he's a free man, I did like that when she wanted, when Elena wanted to talk to him about the relationship, he just like was like walked out. Like I did <laughs> like that he didn't, he didn't stick around to talk about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. Um, so that was nice. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just, we'll see. I haven't been a fan of Stefan lately, um, but maybe now that he's gets some independence, maybe I'll start to like him again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he'll become a little more fun but yeah. it's he basically told Rebecca though the reason now why he's going for the cure is he wants to find out for sure what Elena's feelings are for him oh okay that's what he, he said to her but it's like I don't know so he, I, I, he's not totally free of like Elena I mean yeah I don't know but my big thing about the whole cure thing is it's like Elena does even Elena even want it has anybody asked her that everybody's running around to get the cure for her. Like, Damon and Stefan were, have been running around to get this cure for her, and they don't actually ask her, hey, Elena, do you actually want a cure? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they all know what's best for her, Chia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, don't you know that's how relationships work? Oh, my gosh. Of course. The men just have to go do what's best for the women and not ask them. I'm so, I'm so dumb. They are clearly the experts on her feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They are. They always make her so happy. Um, they're so, they make such good life choices that they're the experts on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, they I are like, a lot older than her. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they do have a couple hundred years more experience. Well, well, a hundred and what is it? A hundred and seventy-two candles or hundred and sixty-two candles was season one. Stefan was one hundred and sixty-two. So oh. now he's probably only one hundred sixty-three. Because even though there's been we're in the fourth season, I think only I think it's only been two years. Hmm. It might have even been less. Who knows? So yeah, they they do have a little more experience under their belt, and I'm sure, and of course, Klaus has way more. So I'm sure he's the smartest one. And Rebecca, she must be a genius. She's a thousand years old. <laughs> she should ever just give up and let her be their life coach. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on. I feel like I'm just not loving this season much as as I have in the past. Yeah, do you feel it's like getting rolling? You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like one of the things I was talking about on Twitter with some people was um, one of the things I love about the show was how how fast paced it is. You know, and my friend mm-hmm. Cindy was saying uh, in one of her recaps, she was like, they might be sacrificing um, some of the some of the character moments for the fast paced action. You know, um, for these plot points, and so then mm-hmm. you don't really get to. Um, connect with the characters as much um in some of these scenes the season like if we'd had a few more scenes like between some of these main characters um maybe that would have worked better than than some of these fast-paced things that we don't care about you know Mm. i don't know yeah maybe i don't know we'll see so i guess we'll just see where the season goes um but it's it's just i don't know i'm just not as 
because Elena just has absolutely no agency anymore as a character, it just makes it kind of hard to enjoy the show in the same way because it's like, it's like, what is she like, Bella Swan now? Like, she doesn't even have a character anymore, you know? She just, and she doesn't have any control over her life. She's just absent from her life. So it's just, it's just kind of like frustrating. Mm. I don't know. You don't notice these things, or you don't. Well, I think she's starting to make like make up her opinions, like with um, Damon versus Stefan. So yeah, I mean, at least it's good that she like has a stance on that. Like she at least makes a choice. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like in general, she's just she's looking to him for all her opinions at the beginning of the season. You know. Rather than making her opinion known. Like, the guys are all kind of, like, arguing over which things she should do. And it's like, well, what does Elena actually think? Yeah. You know, like, it's just sort of, she's kind of, like, smothered in these Salvatores right now. But, of course, now, you know, she's made a choice. So, at least she has some direction. But I'm sure it won't last forever because, you know, I'm sure at some point she'll get back with Stefan and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know? It'll, that's a love triangle, I guess. So, <laughs> whatever. But, but yeah. Oh, and the other weird thing, Franny, is I've said this before on the podcast. I, like, really like Tyler now. Remember how I used to hate Tyler? Oh, okay. I'm, like, I, like, really like Tyler. Because he's, like, the only character who, like, is trying to do things, um, like, for the greater good rather than just selfishly for people he loves. Like, he actually, like, wants to make a difference and, like, do the right thing. And, you know, like, he's been, like, being all, like, heroic lately. Uh. <laughs> so I've been really liking Tyler. Mm. So that's a rare thing that happened this season for the first time. Yeah. Me finally liking Tyler. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, so that's that's true. I did – there was some growth there, me finally liking Tyler. Um, so, okay. Well, let's move on to – any other thoughts on Vampire Diaries or should we move on? No, we can move on. Okay. Because there's so much we want to talk about. Um, let's talk a little bit about Downton Abbey. Okay. Uh, we've had three episodes this season. Mm-hmm. And, like, a million things have happened in those three episodes. Because that first one was so long. It was, like, a two-hour one. Yeah. And now that your favorite couple, Mary and Matthew, are married, Franny, what do you mm-hmm. think about it? Are you happy about their marriage? Are you disappointed because things aren't going so well? Or No. I'm so happy about their marriage. I think that... Things don't go well sometimes, but that's okay. That's they, that's called TV. <laughs> I, just, and real life. Yes, but, and real life. <laughs> but I'm happy they're together. Okay, good. So what did you think about Matthew being all weird about um, not wanting to use the money that Lavinia's father left him? I thought that was very natural, like very natural that okay. he didn't want to use it. Okay. I found it like a little self-indulgent about his like obsession with sort of putting Lavinia like I don't know just seemed he seemed to take it a little too far I think he's just he's got a lot of guilt which I can understand why you know it seems like reasonable yeah and so because of that guilt I don't think he could live with that burden Mm -hmm. of like then living profiting off that I don't know it's just as you know, when I took the quiz of which Downton Abbey character am I, I was Matthew Crawley. <laughs> was disappointed to be a boy, but still. Oh, yes. And, and in case the listeners don't know, I happen to be Sybil Crawley, um, <laughs> which um, I think sort of makes sense. 
<laughs> Although now I'm obsessed with Edith, so I wouldn't mind being Edith now. I used to hate Edith, but now I love Edith. Um, <laughs> I'm like all into Edith now. But yeah, so Matthew and I, and I get it, and I liked what some of the somebody had said. Who who told Mr. Carson the butler that he and Mary need to come out of the clouds and join the real world? Like, was that Miss? Um, did Mrs. Hughes maybe tell him that? I don't. I don't remember that. It was like this moment of like basically like because the thing is Mary is so into tradition and keeping everything as it should be right yeah. and you know how um, the butler is he's her, she's his favorite and she, he's really into tradition likes everything to always be fancy and exactly as it should be the butler guy yeah. and they're both very like upset about anything that's more casual or more modern or whatever and there was like a line in one of the episodes where it was like, you know, you and Lady Mary need to, like, come out of the clouds and just join the rest of the human race. Like, you know, you have to kind of realize the world is changing now. And they can't, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're sticking so hardly hard to tradition, you know, to the detriment of progress. Yeah. So I, I I don't think it would have been the worst thing in the world for Downton to be lost. Like, I wouldn't have actually been that sad. Like, I kind of, like, liked the idea, like, oh, maybe they'll, they'll, like, join the, you know... Um, 20th century, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they'll they'll finally like move forward, and 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 so then it's like with Matthew finally deciding to give the money, it's like now they're just mired back into their tradition again. Yeah, although good. I think we're being set up for a lot of change with him seeing how things are run and oh my gosh, to- yeah, yeah, the whole. Um, like, the management of the state has been horrible, which I'm not surprised at because he lost all the money. He lost all his wife's money through in, uh, one bad investment. So I don't think he's been very wise with the way he manages it. But that's, like, probably normal for people of that class. You know, they never had to worry about that. Yeah. So he didn't think about it. You know, the world's changing and they're not, like, keeping up with it. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of drama. That's going to be a lot of drama. Um, and... And it seems like at least Mary and Matthew are still, like, in love with each other, even though they have some stress. Yeah. You know, they seem still happy. And But poor Edith. What did you think about her and Sir Anthony? Yeah, Teresa was really sad about that, too. I don't know. I just... You just don't like Edith? You're just mean? Um, (laughs) No, I think Edith's better. And, I mean, I was definitely upset at her for a long time for what she did to her sister. Like, telling on her and everything and selling her story or whatever. Just my grudge. But I just didn't really feel like she was, like, so in love with him. Like, I know she acted like she was. But I think she was more in love with the idea of, like, her sisters were married and she wanted to be married, too. And she was like, oh, I'm excited to take care of you, you know? And I just felt like... It was almost you know, like she was clinging to him as as her future rather than maybe it being her being in love. She like she yeah. just, she just needed something in her life. Yeah, like a task, a project, like, you know, so mm-hmm. that she wasn't bored or something. Yeah. And well, that's well, why I love her grandmother when she's like, "You're smart and or you're kind of You smart have a brain. Capable. <laughs> Figure something out, you know. Yeah, find something to do. <laughs> and as soon as she said that, I knew she was going to do something that wouldn't make the family happy. Oh. You know, like, and then it was true. Like, she, I love that she's writing writing the paper now for um, women's rights. Like, I'm like, woohoo! But yeah, I think that's that's true. It's kind of like, um, she always thought, okay, this is the future I need to have. And it was like, she was always less than Mary because she wasn't as pretty and everything. And, um, 
and so, but she always just thought, okay, well, I'm going to find a man to marry and that will be my future. And so now this is, will be like a wake up call for her to like realize there are other futures she can have now. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. I think it's actually, maybe it'll end up being a good thing for her, even though I was really sad. Because I did feel like she really did care for him, and it seemed like he really cared for her. Like, I think they would have been happy. Like, I don't think she would have been miserable. Yeah, I don't think she would have been either, but... Um, Because it's not like... like, It'd be one thing if, like, he was really poor, and she had to do everything for him because he was... um, you know, having, he's old and stuff, but it's like, he, he's like her dad. He has like his own house full of servants to take care of him. They acted like she'd have to wait on him hand and foot, but it's like, isn't that what they have all the servants for? Like, I don't know why they're acting like it was such a big deal. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, they're her parents or her family and they want her to, I don't know. Yeah. They think she'll regret it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of surprised, but I didn't think, like, people thought it was such a bad thing to marry a really old guy at that time. But I Mm -hmm. guess, I guess they did think it. So, yeah, so there's Edith. And then, um, what did you think of Cora's mom coming to stay, uh, played by Shirley MacLaine, the American? (laughs) I thought that part was so fun. Like, they just had so many digs between America and (laughs) England, you know? Yeah, there there was a lot of good stuff between um, the Duchess... Uh, between Maggie Smith and Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. Kind of their digs at each other about... And I, I thought it was really cool the way they kind of showed how much more progressive America was at that point. Just how yeah. it didn't have those same built-in traditions, so they fell apart a lot e- more easily, you know, because mm-hmm. America was just such a new country. Um, so it was interesting. Like, remember the the American maid who comes with, who comes with um, the mom is like flirting with the footman and like yeah. Daisy can't believe she's being so forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and so that was kind of fun, like kind of counterpoint. Yeah. To how they act and oh poor Daisy. Daisy really likes the new footman. I know. But now there's a, a new kitchen maid he might like. Ugh. I know. And she keeps, like, trying to, like, tell him and then getting thwarted. Yeah, she Poor keeps Daisy. getting interrupted. I thought it was a really cute scene when she went to visit her, her father-in-law. Um, yeah. he He's so nice, the one who works at the farm. And yeah. He was so sweet was to her. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. It was that was really cute. And so I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe the, maybe the footman will realize that Daisy is wonderful and he'll like her. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I don't remember what his name is. All I remember is he's the one who's O'Brien's um, nephew. Mm-hmm. And his coming has sort of brought this conflict now between O'Brien and Thomas, yes. which has been very interesting. It's, kind, it's really fun to see them fight against each other because it's like you don't mind if either of them gets upset because you don't like either of them. <laughs> Yeah, they used to be, like, so, like, thick as thieves and destroying everyone's lives, and now they're, like, now all their energy spent on destroying each other. Yeah, exactly. So I like it. That's kind of a fun twist. Um, and also now there's a hot new footman. I like how everybody was all, gi- all the maids were all giggling. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, why are they all giggling? I'm like, I'm like is it because he's cute? And then, <laughs> and then I realized, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just because he's cute. Oh. 
And then Mary was like, oh, come on, Carson. Oh, yeah. She was like, we all need a little more fun. (laughs) Get the cute one. (laughs) Kind of the handsome one. So, yeah, that was cute. But it seems like in the previews for the next one that um, Thomas might be trying to kind of make the moves on him and it might get him in trouble. Yeah. So... Um, I'm glad they're bringing that story back in because it, they haven't really dealt with um, Thomas being being gay since the first season. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how how they handle that. Yeah. And then there was there's also um, the stuff with that r- redhead maid that got pregnant. Oh yeah. Oh poor lady, um, Ethel. That was really and, sad. Yeah, I was really sad by that, and I. I feel like it's just so unfair that she had to lose her job because of that, um, because of sleeping with that guy, and and then how everybody treats her. Like, you're just, I don't know. It's just really, like, as if she's just unsavable. Like, yeah. as if you could never. Well, not according to Matthew's mom. Yeah. Ma- Matthew's mom, I'm really, she's really growing on me, Isabel Crawley. Um, like, because she does really want to do good really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sometimes could be annoying about it in the past seasons, you know? <laughs> um, but she, her heart really is in the right place. Like, she really is trying to help people. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see how that goes. And then there, Mrs. Hughes had the cancer scare. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was a relief that she's fine. Although you never know, like maybe there'll be a twist. Maybe she's yeah, not like fine. she was like, "Did you tell him?" And then she was like, "Yeah, I told him not to." That there were, you know, it was kind of like, "Did they tell him the truth?" Or, but I guess why would they want to hide that? Exactly. Truth, you know. Yeah, I guess we'll just see. I mean, just maybe there'll be another problem in the future. I don't know. Mom was telling me that. Um, uh, medically speaking, like when they puncture the cyst to get the liquid um, and test the liquid, that if she had had cancer and they do that, um, it makes the cancer spread. Because, mm. like, they didn't know about the medicine back then. You know, they didn't know mm. they were actually causing it to be worse. So it's a good thing she was cancer free, or else that would have made it worse. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of crazy to think about, like, cancer medicine or you know cancer treatments back in you know that year what is it is it 1918 at this point i think i don't know no i can't remember um maybe so 20s yeah maybe it's already the 20s yeah i'm sorry i just can't remember and then um the other thing is like sybil and her irish chauffeur husband there's been Mm -hmm. some drama with that but i don't really get some of that stuff that's going on Mm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah except for her family being so yeah i mean i get all the stuff with her family unhappy pregnant wife <laughs> but i don't really get like to what extent he's involved in i was just kind of confused about like to what extent he was involved in in the ra- in in this radical stuff you know yeah it seems like he's pretty involved yeah yeah so now that they're living at downton though i'm sure there'll be a lot more tension um and we don't even know for sure whether he's, like, going to still... Because the police were after him, and he escaped, and then the Earl went off to find... To talk to somebody to um, kind of speak up for him. Uh-huh. But did we ever find out, like, what that guy said? Like, what the judge yeah. said? I don't remember if we did. Yeah, he said that he... Um, said if he ever comes back to Ireland, he'll be arrested. Oh, okay. So he's supposed to st- stay out of Ireland. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah. So it almost makes me wonder, though, if um, you know, Sybil's dad's just like making that up. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be smart of him. I guess that could be a very honest thing for yeah. someone to say when you're plotting against people. But yeah, I just feel like you know that he won't be happy for long to to stay away. Yeah, I yeah. So I'm sure they'll be. I think but- he's seeming like at least in the previews that he would not really be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's all the Mr. Bates stuff, which I find com- incredibly dull, and I think it's a really bad plot line. <laughs> um, I, I don't even remember why I liked Mr. Bates at this point. It's been so long. <laughs> I don't even know who he is anymore. I don't care about the storyline. Yeah, um, but do you think he killed his wife or no? No. Okay. Oh, do you? I don't know. I kind of thought, like, when he was talking to his roommate or his prison mate or whatever, and he was like, yeah, I'm a killer or something. Well, but maybe well he, was he was doing to have, that like, to, talk. yeah, he was doing that so that the guy would leave him alone. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm tough. I mean, I guess he could have, but I always felt like he didn't because that wife was so, I think the wife framed him. I think she, I think the wife committed suicide and framed him. <laughs> <laughs> She, that's kind of woman she was. Yeah. <laughs> she would kill herself just disturbing. to get him in jail. <laughs> I could see her doing that. But it doesn't look good for him. It doesn't seem like there's really been any progress on it. So. Yeah. I don't know. But I just think as a storyline, I just don't find it interesting at this point. Mm. It's just being dragged on too long. Mm. I don't know. In general, I'm not as into this season as... I feel like I was in the earlier two seasons. Mm. But there's still a lot of good stuff, though. And, ugh, the costumes have been so beautiful. Um, the girls' dresses, I've loved them. And the set designs, like, everything just looks so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so I, I enjoy that. And, I mean, I still enjoy the show. I just, I feel like I'm just not as much as I did. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. A- any other thoughts on, on Downton? Um, no. Okay. Now, Pretty Little Liars has can't come back finally. We had two episodes, and all kinds of crazy things are going on. Um, Mona is back. Mm-hmm. So what have you thought about the return of Mona and uh, Gosh, all the she's havoc? such a little actress, you know? <laughs> like, making people think differently than, you know, I don't know. She's so deceiving yeah she's so tricksy mm-hmm. yeah it's it's i definitely i mean the thing is it's like we already knew she was sneaking out of the hospital you know so it's like we already know coming right in not but to i trust thought they her. were gonna try to make us like feel bad for her the, and yeah they're not making us they were like a little bit but then they didn't make it last very long yeah they, they kind of showed the other underbelly pretty quickly yeah although i kind of wonder like can we trust what Lucas says? Like, what Lucas says about her blackmailing him and everything? Like, do you think Lucas is being completely... Can we trust Lucas? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, at this point, I feel like we trust Lucas more than we do Mona, but maybe not. You know, maybe... Maybe he's the one not telling the truth. Yeah. But it's... I mean... I guess it makes me want to trust him since we saw that somebody was, like, trying to run him over, which was Toby... Like, mm-hmm. it seems like we, we've seen him be in legitimate trouble, but then it's like, do you, I'm still kind of like, I was kind of hoping there'd be like an out for Toby. Like, maybe there's a reason why Toby's been, because that was like a big reveal at the end of last season was, yeah. 
Toby or the end of, you know, not last season because ABC Family does crazy seasons, but um, that last packet of episodes. Yeah, like, I do, feel like do you Toby's think there's hope really for Toby bad. or is he really know. bad? I feel like Toby's really bad. Okay, Toby's really bad. I'm okay with that because I want um, Spencer to be with the new guy, Andrew, who's adorable. New guy. Um, at the end of the, in the last episode when she was doing that academic decathlon, mm-hmm. um, there was the guy who looks was dressed like Clark Kent and was being nice to her and voted for her to be captain. And Is he it was the one really that's like cute. the one that's like mediating the yes, the one that was mediating yes. the debate? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that guy. He's from the books, Andrew. Okay. And. I already like him more than Toby, and I've met him five minutes, so. Yeah, well, I don't, I never liked Toby, and now I really dislike Toby because I think he's evil, and he's hurt, he's, like, yeah, hurting um, his girlfriend. Yeah, he's really bad now. I think so, too. But I was kind of thinking for a while, like, oh, maybe there'll be, like, a twist to explain why he joined the A-team, you know? Yeah. Like, that he's being a double agent, blah, blah, blah. But for him to r- try to run over Lucas, I mean, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. So, gosh, there's so much going on. We should talk a little bit about, uh, let's see, ooh, Arya, because we haven't talked about her. So, learning that her dad was blackmailed by Allison, mm-hmm. and that's why um, Garrett had had seen them together. Because, mm-hmm. and, and I'd always thought back in when we got that scene. Um, when we found out about Allison knowing about Meredith and the way she acted about finding those earrings in the um, in the couch in in Arya's dad's office, I always thought something was weird. And I thought at the time maybe Arya had an affair with him. I mean, oh. not Arya. I mean, um, Allison. Allison. Yeah, like, me I thought, too. But this makes better sense than that. Like this is yeah. per- this is the perfect explanation that she was blackmailing him. Like that makes total sense. Yeah. So I liked that twist. But do you think the dad is bad? Oh man, they sure do make him seem bad. I mean, he's like <laughs> hide. He he like found the letters, right? Yeah, and it was so he's creepy how he's like with his daughter. You remember like, how you used to hide stuff like, in no, your boots? No, it's just her dad. But he's like so creepy. He was being really creepy. He was being really creepy, and he was like grabbing um, Meredith's arm like really hardly. The one she got burned. Like, oh, that yeah. made him seem like bad. And it seems like Meredith doesn't trust him either. And like Arya and her are like teaming up to like find out yeah um i guess he's gonna be out of town and they're gonna try to like see something if they can find out something but i feel like it's probably a red herring yeah like i feel like he's probably not bad but they think they're just they liked every single guy on the show is creepy that's just what they do to this show (laughs) like (laughs) you can't be a male on rosa without being made to be like super creepy um and I mean, there are plenty of creepy girls, too, but at least there's, like, the four main girls who we know aren't A, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but every single guy is, like, so creepy. Um, <laughs> so I'm just waiting. Yeah, so for, I really like um, Allison's brother. Well, yeah, but he's probably evil. <laughs> you don't think Jason? Jason's all hanging out with Mona now. They're, like, best friends. Like, what was that about? I know. Someone needs to save him. <laughs> You just like him because he's cute. He's so cute. <laughs> Poor cute boy. He's so cute. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. So we'll see. It's weird that Jen is out of town. Um, 
Like, I don't know if it was a thing because, like, the actress had another job or why she's out of town because it doesn't really make sense why she's yeah. not around. Because I still feel like there's more with Je- with Jenna that we don't know about, you know? Like, yeah. she probably has some information. Um, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting what the show decides to do because I won't tell you anything I know, but I ended up reading all the way up to the, like – eighth or ninth book whichever one like actually reveals like the whole thing of who killed Allison like I finally found out the truth but I don't know if they're gonna um I don't know if they're gonna go that direction at all yeah but ever after you told me about Toby being a bad guy in the books and then he becomes a bad guy in the show I'm like oh you know but Toby like died really early in the books I think yeah I feel like he was out of the picture I can't remember but you said he was like bad yeah it turned out Toby was the one abusing Jenna, not the other way around. Okay. Like they made mm-hmm. it seem like Jenna was the bad one in the Toby in the Toby Jenna relationship. Yeah. Um, on the show, whereas it was the other way around in the books. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was confirmed. I mean, and that he wasn't a totally horrible person, but he was really you know he was creepy. And then I think he ended up getting killed and along you know, but that was like that's not a spoiler because that happened in like you know book two or something. It was like a million years ago. And I don't think they, I think they decided they didn't want to go that direction because they liked the actor so much mm. for some reason. He's <laughs> not my favorite. He's know. not my favorite. Why? I mean, he did grow on me a little bit. There were a couple episodes with like him and Spencer where they, their chemistry was really good, you know, whatever. Um, but I never, I always felt he was a little creepy. Yeah. I like, I only like him because he likes Spencer and now he's like, Double crossing her, and he's mm-hmm. an A oh. in it, so I don't. And like Spencer him. is so much, is like. Well, I always go back and forth between whether Hannah's my favorite liar or Spencer's my favorite liar. But this latest <laughs> episode, I'm all about Spencer. I was really loving Spencer because I love the quiz off that she oh, yeah. had. Like that was so fun. <laughs> oh, I just that was the best part. The quiz off, I loved it. That was really the best part of the show. So mm. I'm all into that. I love when Spencer gets to be her nerdy self. Yeah, like into being being smart and everything. So now the opposite of smart would be Emily and Paige going to a party in the woods in the dark. Okay. Like, let's do that when we're all afraid of everything. And yeah. they just get out of the car in the middle of the woods and are like, let's, let's go take for a walk. A walk. <laughs> yeah. That would be my first choice. It's just like, I'm sorry. I don't feel bad that they got their tires cut at all at that yeah. point. <laughs> and then didn't we see that person? It was Toby. Yes, that was Toby. Okay. Unless they're going to do some twist where he was looking at the person who did it or something. <laughs> In a I don't trust TV anymore, you know? Like, you never know. Like, sometimes there could be some extra twist. Yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, and then the other thing was, like, that creepy janitor in the first episode of the two. Um, he's working at the school, and he was from that motel where Mona had her lair. Remember right. how Mona had that creepy room full of all those pictures? Mm-hmm. And so he worked there. Now he's working at the school. Um, and then now he's missing it, missing because they think he set the fire. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like Mona pro- – he probably works for Mona. Mona made him yeah. set the fire. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The whole thing was very weird. Like, I don't know why the school would hire somebody like that. Like, he clearly looks like he is a predator. I don't think a school would have hired dolls. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, come on. Yeah, he just didn't have, like, the stuff down in his office. Like, he had all of Allison's stuff, like, just hanging out in his office. 
Like, yeah. I don't know. None of that stuff makes any sense. None of the stuff yeah. on the show makes sense anyways, though, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't try to uh, think about <laughs> that. So... So yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. There's lots of crazy stuff. I guess we'll see how things go. Any thought? Any theories? I mean, now that Garrett's dead, um, so he's not the killer. Um, the other person we thought was the killer is dead too. What was the first guy who died in season one? Ian. So everybody who's been accused of the crime of Allison's murder is dead. So <laughs> who's our suspect now? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like every time you um, think like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then someone else has a different explanation. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. Who do I believe? You know, it's just all very, you know. Exactly. Well done. Because I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, just a fun little casting note, though. the, The lady who plays Meredith on the show is now on Suits. Have you ever watched Suits, Franny? No. Oh, I was telling you about it. Didn't I like send you an email with the link? I think so. Wait, uh, which one's Meredith? Uh, the the blonde teacher that Arya hated oh, yeah. but now likes. Okay. She's now on Suits, and it's funny because Suits also had. Remember that blonde girl who um, Hannah befriended, who used to be friends with Allison, and had a clothing yes. store. That girl was also on Suits. Oh, okay. And what's funny is the main guy in Suits dates Troy and Belisario Spencer. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a lot of pretty little con- liars connections to uh, Suits. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, they're really cute. I love her. Yeah, she's really, she. she's so, she's the best liar. But sometimes I think Hannah's the best liar, so I can't decide sometimes. But, <laughs> but sometimes I think Spencer's the best. Um, and I don't know why, like, Spencer, or Hannah's, like, living with her grandma now. Like, where'd the grandma come from? Where's her mom? Yeah. What's going on in her life? Who knows? yeah. But I like the grandma. I like her, but it was just kind of weird. Yeah, like where'd she come from? It wasn't from? explained, like where's the mom? Yeah. Um, I remember the mom was dating that um, reverend guy. Mm-hmm. Who I'm sure will end up to be evil and creepy. <laughs> I'm just waiting <laughs> to find out. So we'll see. And we haven't seen um, Arya's mom's boyfriend for a while. I'm sure he'll end up being evil too, so... We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's dating that young, cute guy. Oh, yeah. That worked at that the, um, bakery place. That owns the coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't seen him. So, yeah, they have a big cast, I guess. They just don't have time to show everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. They just have so many people. People. So I guess we'll see. Any, any other thoughts on Pretty Little Liars? Um, no. Okay. There'll be a new one on Tuesday. I'm sure, like, all kinds of crazy things will happen. So we'll see. I just really enjoy the show. It's just, like, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I was glad I watched that Halloween one because they definitely um, talked about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you ever end up finishing that one? Because weren't we, like, watching it and then we got interrupted at holidays? Over the holidays, we were, like, watching the episode and then didn't we get interrupted in the middle of it? I think I saw the whole thing. Okay. Well, you must have if you knew Garrett died. Yeah. So, because that's what happened at the end. Yeah. And they also found Allison's body in the Halloween episode, but then they never talked about it again. Mm. Like, <laughs> nobody ever questioned, where did they find, who's, is anybody looking for who put Allison's body in the cooler? You know, like, because <laughs> there was, like, a funeral. Like, that storyline was, like, totally dropped. Plus, like, Ezra came in and had some story about, like, oh, I was following the train. I bet Ezra's A. <laughs> I'm convinced. He's evil. 
Um, I have I I read these recaps on Off Color TV, and Nicole does the Pretty Little Liars ones, and she's so great. And she always does this theory about how Ezra's A, and he's like behind everything, and she'll always like show how this could mean that he's A. <laughs> I do want Arya. I like Arya better with um, De Laurentiis. She should be with Jason. Yeah, yeah. She she did date him in the books. They should have that. They should have her date Jason. They'd be cute together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why she's still dating Ezra. Makes no sense. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand it. But yeah, maybe he'll end up being evil, and then it will all make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, because plus, there's still the whole baby storyline. She hasn't decided whether she's going to tell him about his secret baby, and there's a lot going on in this show. Yeah. So, all in good due time. Another really fun show on ABC Family is The Lion Game, and there's been a couple episodes of that, and I've been loving it because uh, Charisma Carpenter has been getting so much screen time, so mm-hmm. much Cordelia, so um, I'm, like, glad she gets to kind of be the the bad girl, you know, doing everything behind the scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking of the show this season? It's interesting how the one sister... Who's in league with, you know, Charisma. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Sutton. Sutton's How she, one. like, seems to not care about her parents, like, who yeah, raised her. Yeah, she doesn't like them she's at all. all. Like, like she doesn't like her. them. Like, she's really don't like her parents. Yeah, it's, like, just weird to me. Like, she's it's all, so like, weird. teen they, biological they mom, nice. but she never knew her, but she's all. I mean, it makes sense for her to, like, want to connect with the mom, but the way that she, like, is, like, setting out to hurt her own bio um, yeah. her own parents I guess you can her. see how they're both very you know deceitful and I thought it was interesting to know how um the mom is really just trying to destroy um what's his name oh she's trying to destroy Alec yeah because I at yes. first had thought she really liked him but now I, she was know. totally tricking yeah she really likes Tim Tim was, yeah. I think Alec t- um, kept them apart in some way. Like, I think that's why she hates him so much. Mm. I think Alec might have um, somehow been responsible for her kids having to give away the kids. And I, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like Tim is, that's his name, right? Uh, anyways, I think it's Tim. I think he is the real biological father of those twins. Yeah. With. With Charisma Carpenter. Yeah. Um, with Rebecca. That's what I'm thinking. And, but his wife doesn't know. But it seems like he really loves his wife. He doesn't yeah. love Rebecca. But, but yeah, it is really crazy how, like, Sutton just doesn't care at all about the parents who raised her. Whereas Emma cares so much about them. And she's known them for, like, a month. Yeah. She's like, oh, I need to do everything to help them. Um, it's like she wants that family so bad and Sutton, like, doesn't care about it. Um, and Ethan is just a mess. I don't even know what's up with him. Yeah. Um, it's like, come on. Who do you like? I just, like, I, I knew that they had done, had that scene where they had that connection at the ranch, but I didn't think they were going to, like, follow it up so much with him, like, actually liking Sutton. Yeah. Because I think in, with a show where you have these identical twins, it's kind of dangerous to have the love interest be so wishy-washy about the people when they're so different. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I don't know, it just, it makes it hard to really like Ethan if he can't decide which one he likes better. 
Yeah. Well, and then it's like they're putting it like uh, the one brother, like he's gonna, oh, you know, Thayer. like oh, they're yeah. starting Thayer's a relationship. All Emma now. Um, Emma and um, her friend's brother. Yeah, Thayer. Yeah, Thayer. So, um, yeah, and I like Thayer, although I kind of feel like he might be secretly evil. <laughs> I feel like everybody is secretly I think evil. he's just, like, really, honestly, like, one of the really good guys. But. That's true. He probably is. And I did like his backstory that we learned that he's not – Alec is not his biological father, um, uh, but he raised him and, and he stayed with Alec over Wait. his mom. What? Did you, wa- did you not watch the most recent one? I don't think so. I've only seen one of them. Oh, you did? Oh, sorry. I spoiled that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll see in the next episode, there's a little backstory that gets revealed. Oh, okay. Okay. So you only saw the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed the new guy in that first episode, though, right? Yeah. Jordan, the new cute boy. And he and, like, Mads hook up. But then why was she sobbing at the end of the episode? Like, I was thinking they were going to, like, have some, like, rape thing or something. Hmm. But then she seemed fine around him. So I think maybe she was just, was she just crying because she was, like, lost her virginity and she was sad that she had I don't remember her crying. At the end of the first episode, she hooks up with the new guy, Jordan, at the party Mm -hmm. um, in the pool. They're, like... Did you watch? Remember them like going out together to the yeah. pool and they're hooking up. And then at the end of the episode, she shows up at at Emma Emma's house at Sutton's house, um, and is like, "Can I stay with you guys?" And she's like, mascara's all over her face, and she's like, looks like she's been sobbing. Huh. Oh, okay. But maybe she was just emotionally sad. But then I just I just wondered if there was going to be some. And then she was like so horrified when she saw him again. But then. Everything I didn't they've see done, her see him again. Yeah, everything they've done since then, though, doesn't seem like that's what they're. It was just kind of weird mm-hmm. that they they showed that hooking up scene, then they immediately showed her distraught. So then it was just weird. It was mm-hmm. weird the way they cut that because I don't think they were intending us to think anything bad happened. Mm-hmm. It, but it made it seem like something did. I don't know. It was a little mm-hmm. disturbing to me. But okay, so you have a lot to see and figure out. Um, mm-hmm. So I won't say more, but I just think more people should watch Lion Game because I think it's like, you know, it's a good compliment to uh, Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. like yeah, similar shows really and and the plot's not like as complicated on the Lion Game. It's it's There's mystery, but it hasn't had three seasons to get so complicated yet. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it has interesting characters. So Yeah, I like the characters and I, I like the actress um, – uh, who plays Emma and Sutton. Mm-hmm. And I really like Cordelia, so <laughs> I like seeing her. That's fun. So, yay, Lion Game. Okay, well, let's just talk a little bit about The Walking Dead before we close off, if you have a little bit of time, Franny. Mm-hmm. So, Franny was in the hospital and watched all of Walking Dead. <laughs> Basically, right? <laughs> Well, no, I watched it before the hospital. Oh, you did? Well, I, I think I continued it. I watched it all, I guess, around that time. But I started it before then. Okay, you started before then. And then you were just really obsessed with it. And she kept on telling me. And I was thinking, oh, I just don't know if Walking Dead's for me. It's so, like, gross. And I'd heard mixed things about the show. Like, people, a lot of people didn't think it was that maybe that good or something. But I got completely addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And sped through all three seasons in yeah. like a matter of 
of, of, of like two weeks. Um, I mean, the seasons are short. They're only 13 episodes. So if you mm-hmm. haven't watched The Walking Dead, turn off the podcast because I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to talk about spoilers. So, mm-hmm. Franny, I've never been so – well, that's not true. Okay, this is the truth. I've never been so disturbed by a television death as the death of Lori, which <laughs> is so weird for me to say because it wasn't even like it was the goriest death or something, but it just was so disturbing to me, the concept of them, like, cutting out that baby from her and knowing she's going to die and then her son having to shoot her in the head. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was just – I was emotionally – drained by that episode in such a way like i was just like this is so horrible i can't believe i'm watching this yeah but like well, i loved so, it you know i mean it was you good know me who like likes to pretend that the end of the awakening was like a different ending and things you know that i imagine in my head so i was thinking oh she's not really dead and he just shot the floor and like <laughs> she's gonna heal and everything will be happy <laughs> until I watched Talking Dead, and they're like, yeah, and then that's Lori's hair that the, um, you know, the, um, the, one of the guys, the zombie guys had ate, he, he ate her. Ew. Yeah. Remember the fat zombie that's in there? Gross. Are you serious? Yeah. They're like, yeah. Is that why, that why, that why Rick cut open his stomach? Oh, yeah. And we all staged like that. And I'm like, what? So she's really oh, dead. That is disgusting. That show, like, so like I was saying, in the oh my god, I get such nightmares. I mean, I, I was thinking. Well, I I thought she was gonna have a. I thought the baby was gonna die in labor and become a zombie baby and eat her alive. That's what I thought was gonna happen. So I guess in some ways this was less disturbing than that, but it was just as disturbing mm. in reality, just because it was just emotionally. It was just so sad because they'd done all this preparation to set up the C-section. They knew she was going to have to have a C-section. And, uh, you know, poor Carol is out there, like, cutting up zombie bodies, like, trying to prepare to do this. Right? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Lori gets stuck with the one person who doesn't know how to do anything. Um, Mm -hmm. And also that outs – they're not in their place with with the medical supplies. They didn't have – you know, mm-hmm. they, if they had been at their in their place, which so I just don't know why Lori should have just why couldn't they just keep her in that room with somebody who was going to like they should have just stayed in there. Why couldn't they just stay in there with somebody who was going to do the ugh, it's just it's just so frustrating that it had to come to that mm-hmm. to me. Like, it's just so frustrating. I feel like so much of this could have been delayed. Like, why didn't Herschel and her just hang out in that room and never leave it and wait for that stupid baby to get born? And then he could have done the surgery. She would have been alive. He would have not had to lose his leg. Everything would have been magical and happy. But no. Yeah, I kind of wondered why they wanted her to die for the plot, too. Like, for that plot line. Like, why was she so bad? I just feel so... And it's like, I just feel like... And a lot of times when it's between, like, the death of the mother or the death of the baby, like, they're so eager to let her be the sacrifice. Like, who? Mm -hmm. The the baby, they have to take care of it. Like, I don't know. But I guess it seemed like they were setting it up for Lori to die all season. The way Mm -hmm. that she was no longer connecting to her family. I didn't feel that. But I didn't feel like she was going to. I felt like she was, like, a main character and she would not die. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they wanted us to think. 
you know, mm-hmm. she's the main character. So she's Especially since die, we saw but... her at Comic-Con and she was very alive. <laughs> she was. Quite sure. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was really unfair for her to be alive at Comic-Con and trick us. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was funny because when we went to Comic-Con, none of us had – neither of us had watched The Walking Dead. And so we just heard her talking about it. Um, And she was at two different panels we were at and talked a lot about stuff. And I really liked her, uh, Sarah Wayne Callies. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I kind of felt bad, like, um, that her character, that was her storyline because – yeah, I just think she could have done more than to die having a baby. But, you know, I guess that's that's realistic, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Ugh. It was just it was just sad that her storyline just got completely reduced to to her and the and the baby situation. Like, you know, um she didn't get a lot of time to do other things in the you know, kind of end of her story arc. Yeah. But. Well, Chia, some some people think having the baby is a very big deal. Well, it is. It is. <laughs> and the baby did love. So she is a hero. You know, she sacrificed her life for that baby. So <laughs> she did. She is a hero. And, um, you know, maybe the baby will, will stay alive, hopefully. <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's a little bit worrisome. Um. But yeah, so that was just, it was just very emotionally like gutting of a scene for me. I don't know. I just found it really. Oh yeah. It was really well, horrible. And like, then when they have to go out to the grounds, you know, and then like tell the husband and. Oh, yeah. Rick is just, Rick is not, did not take it well at all. He's just so. Like, and you can tell he doesn't really want to have anything to do with that baby. Yeah. He's kind of mad about the baby, I think. Yeah, and then he's having all those crazy, like, the phone calls. Do you think there ever was any phone call at all? Or is he just imagining every part of those phone calls? He's imagining everything in that phone call, huh? I don't know. Why because would he imagine the latter part at of the it? End, the, the, at the end, part, it's, it's, the phone it's calls a, happen later and they the weren't At the end, it's a voice that's dead. And, and he realizes that all the voices he's heard were of dead people. The first woman was Amy. Oh, so all the people to. he talked to. So I to think they're people? all dead voices. So, but it was just so such a mind trip because I was getting so into it, like, oh my god, like maybe there's a real person. Yeah. But then he was act. Once he started getting those questions about how many people have you killed, then I started to think it was just his guilt talking because hmm. nobody would ask. Yeah, that. and I guess the questions that the guy was asking, like, um, or what he was saying, like about where they were, like we found a place where we're not yeah. touched. You know, it's like death you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So Yeah, that's a true – that's a good point. And I was like, that was just sense. kind of really sad, that whole – his whole – the whole phone call thing, like not being real and him being being a mess. It's just yeah. – it's hard to see him, you know, fall apart because he's been the strong yeah, one for so but it long. Was, I guess you could see that he still really did love his wife because they were kind of making it seem like he didn't love his wife. Right. And it was like they were so separated. It was sad that they were in a fight when she died because yeah. I think he did really love her. And that's why I was really frustrated at the beginning of the season when they weren't getting along because we didn't actually get to see the fight where they stopped getting along. Yeah. It happens Sometime over the summer. Over pregnancy. And so it's like he used to be so in love with his wife and then it's like he can't even speak to her anymore. And I'm sure that was part of his grief is he's probably feeling also guilty that he, you know. Right. And and remember, didn't he have some conversation with someone where he said, like, I kept 
waiting for the right time. And then after she had the baby, I was going to. Right. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe he was keeping her at a distance intentionally so that he could stay strong. I think you were telling me that. Yeah. Maybe like that that idea of of him sort of feeling like he needed to be distant. To be the leader. To be a leader, yeah, or something. It, It was pretty cool, like, I think they did a good job showing how tough their group of survivors had become. Like, the way that they clear out that prison, and then when they meet other people who are just such losers compared to them. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, like, they really got tough. <laughs> <laughs> like, they cleared out that whole prison by themselves. Like, you know, they really did a good job. Yeah. Um, of course, unfortunately, people had to die in the process. T-Dog, but poor T-Dog wasn't a real character. I really felt bad for him because he really didn't get to do much. So... <laughs> I felt bad that he died without really becoming a real character. And then it's interesting when I rewatched it with you the first, like, season. And I was like, wow, he's in, like, the first episode or yeah, something. Yeah, like, so he was he supposed really to be an it. important character. But he never seemed like a main but character. But they never like, made him never one. saw him. They never developed him. I felt bad for him. Yeah. So his death wasn't as sad as it would have been if he had actually been a real character. Um, but I am really obsessed with Michonne, who we don't really know much about her, but she just has a lot of presence. Yes. Um, and I, I love her um, samurai her swords. swords. Yeah, her samurai sword's amazing. And she's the best at killing at killing the zombies. Like, she's amazing. Um, but I really want to know more about her past and how she came to be what she is. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, what turns you into samurai sword-wielding, um, zombie-body-dragging lady yeah. going through the towns all by yourself? Like, she's pretty awesome. So what – I want to know more about her. And so I was really happy that Andrea was with her so that Andrea wasn't dead. Because, you know, like at the end of the last season, season two, we're mm-hmm. not really sure what's up with Andrea. Mm-hmm. She's like strut all by herself in the woods. Um, and a mysterious figure goes up to her and we don't really know. So then I was happy she like had a friend. But then I was really mad at her to just like turn her back on her friend for the governor. Yeah. What like you were mad about? at Andrea? I was mad at Andrea, yeah. Yeah, I know. That part was, like, Why wasn't she more loyal to Michonne, who, like, dragged her sick Clearly, this person who's, like, saved your life a million times, no matter how little she talks to you or how little you know about her, you know her character that she has your back. Yeah, she wasn't, like, trusting her. And she's choosing, you know, the creepy governor. Yes. And oh my gosh, speaking of other disturbing things. So right after Lori's death, which I was like so emotionally guided by, then I turn on the episode um, with the governor brushing his daughter's zombie daughter's hair. Mm. And I just had to turn it off. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch another episode another day when I have like enough emotional like <laughs> power. Because I was like, I was already like so upset. And he's pulling like chunks of her head oh, out. Oh, it was so yeah. sad. Like he was like, oh, baby, don't cry. Like it was just so sad. He was treating the zombie baby like it was a real baby. Um, like a real, and I was just, that was so heartbreaking. Like, that's what I find so sad about the zombies. Like the sad, the tragedy is in the people that don't believe the zombies are really dead. Yeah. Um, like Herschel, like that whole thing with Herschel keeping all those bodies in the, um, in the barn back in season two. Although I feel like the governor did know that she was dead, but maybe was holding out for some well, that's cure what I'm saying. Same something. thing as Herschel. Yeah, he's holding out. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they they don't think... Well, because what I'm saying is the people that haven't given up, like, if... They don't realize, like, definitive. Yeah, exactly. They don't them. realize she's definitively gone. They don't realize that the person, the human is totally gone. They think there's still hope for that person to become um, human again. Like, they think there's hope for them to get cured. 
So, yeah, I think he was keeping her in good condition, like, not wanting her to get hurt, thinking um, someday we'll get a cure. Because he has the that guy working on um, – he has the scientist guy who – did you rec- – he was from The Good Wife. He's um, Alicia's brother on The Good Wife, the scientist. Okay, I um, – Oh, you're not that far I haven't seen The Good Wife yet, but – oh. On the Golden Globes, her husband was looking very cute as normal. Oh, my gosh. They did not show him enough. I was getting really upset because I wanted to show mom how cute. Uh, yeah, there was this uh, one where they were sitting at the table. Is. And they kind of cued into her, but he was sitting in front of her so you could see him. And he's so cute. For the listeners who don't know, Juliana Margulies, star of The Good Wife, has an incredibly handsome husband who is yes. very handsome. And he's the best part of every award show. And yet the oh. camera does not stay longingly on his face so yeah. that we can enjoy him. I know. How does the cameraman not just get like in like raptured with it? I like, don't understand. Oh, here I am. I'll just stay here. <laughs> like where is Juliana's hot husband? That's what they should be saying at every award show. That's what the cameraman should be doing. But no, they don't do it. I don't understand. So yeah. So for anybody who has not ex- not seen the hot husband, uh, go to Google and uh, you will find him. <laughs> so, so yeah, the whole, like, governor thing, I mean, I guess we were sort of, I guess it's sort of unfair to Andrea because we knew the governor was bad before, you know, because we got shown him doing bad things. So we already knew she was wrong to trust him, whereas yeah. she doesn't know. So sometimes, I feel like it's sometimes unfair of shows to do that because then it's like you're automatically going to root against the person who's being an idiot, but they don't have that information that we have, you know. So I still, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it, it's reasonable to think that she's tired of running. And like when you go through the scenes that she went through and like all those near death experiences that they had, yeah. I could see her wanting to stay in this town a little longer. Yeah. But at the same time, you'd think she would trust. You yeah. Know, I would have liked her to have a little more loyalty and trust Michonne. for Michonne. Yeah. So, and I thought it was really cool that Michonne ended up. Um, when she saw Merle kidnap those two, uh, when she saw Merle kidnap them. Oh, yeah, and she brought the baby. Like, that was really amazing of Michonne. So you know she has a heart. The fact that she was dragging Andrea around, this stranger, and saving her already shows she has a heart, but then that really shows, you know, she cares about people. Yeah. And, um, and, and, yeah, we didn't really talk about Merle, so Merle finally shows up after, like, like what it's been, like, 12 episodes. Um, no, it's been, like, 19 episodes without Merle, then he, like, finally shows up again <laughs> so that, that was exciting for Merle to come back but um all I care about is Daryl because he's my favorite character if I told oh, I you that I'm obsessed Darryl. with Daryl he's the best one um and so then I'm really heartbroken because I know his brother's bad and I'm wor- he had to stick around to see his brother and then he gets kidnapped mm-hmm. so oh that was quite a cliffhanger to end on yeah we have to wait for February to find out Mm-hmm. about Daryl State. And I watched a video online on AMC TV. You can um, see, like, previews for the next episode. And I was really happy that Andrea, in the preview, she stands up and says, no, that's my friend. You can't hurt him. So yeah. I was really happy that Andrea was, like, sticking up for Daryl. Mm-hmm. So Andrea can't be that bad if she's sticking <laughs> up for Daryl. So, <laughs> But I'm, I'm sure he'll get out of it because he's so good at things. He'll find a way to get out of it yeah i just hope he doesn't bring his brother with him his brother will betray him his brother is so bad i don't think his brother will betray him though i don't know i he, think his brother is to is his one weakness to his brother okay maybe but the, the fact one that the, good thing about him but is the that fact that the brother, brother like killed that other guy who was on his team just because he didn't 
uh, want to stop looking for Michonne. Right. Like, no, I think he's like, that's what I'm saying. It's bad. like his only good thing is that he likes his brother. Okay. It's like, he's like totally evil. But then I, I think when it comes to his brother, I think he would do anything for his brother. I hope so. But I do think they must have had a little bit of a twisted relationship because remember back when there was that one episode in season two where Daryl was um, stuck out there. He fell down that, um, yes. down that hill and he was having visions of his brother and his brother was telling him like you're not good enough they don't like you blah 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 and I was kind of thinking maybe they had their kind of relationship where his brother kind of was a bad influence on him oh yeah I think his brother's a terrible influence on him yeah so that's why I'm kind of worried about his brother sticking around I don't want him to be a bad influence I was so happy that but his brother's very tough and he might be able to that's true both if they team up they probably could destroy that whole town yeah those two they are the most capable people on the show like maybe them and Michonne like um, are probably the most like capable. Mm-hmm. So, um, so but oh gosh, Daryl, oh he's such a sweetheart. I love him so much, and no. <laughs> I was so happy when he found Carol was alive. Yeah, I know oh. it's like he needs something good in his life because like he put that white flower on Carol's grave, and it was like so sweet. And I'm like crying because I'm like, oh, Carol's dead, and he put the flower mm-hmm. on her grave. And then when he actually goes in there, and you think, oh my gosh, she's gonna be a zombie. She's gonna. He was avoiding that door all day because I think he knew she was in there. Like, he mm. thought, she's in there and she's a zombie and I'm going to have to kill her. Uh, I feel like he was avoiding finding her because he just was so sure she was going to be a zombie. And then for him to find her and her be human, like, oh, it was like one good thing on this whole show happened. I'm so grateful. And he still never has, like, told her that he likes her or anything, right? They've never had, like, a yeah, relationship. Yeah, I don't know if they're ever, like, are they ever going to go there romantically or not? I don't really know. Um, yeah. But I just like that 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 he's kind I, th- I like that she sees that he's kind, and I like that he is willing to be kind when he's with her. Like, he kind of will let down his toughness a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, I, I just like that he can be a little bit vulnerable about about around her. Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah. And then um, there's also all these new people got introduced at the end um, that came into the jail. And I like how Carl's all, like, locks him up and is like, this is where you're staying. Uh, (laughs) Carl is totally all about, like, being an adult. And even though he's only, like, what, eight years old. um, I like how he's kind of so so tough. Yeah. It's kind of a trip. So. He had to grow up fast. He did. He did. So, yeah, so I'm pretty obsessed with The Walking Dead now. So thank you, Franny. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, I finally got you into something. (laughs) I know. Normally I'm always getting you stuff into stuff, so this is a nice Mm -hmm. fair trade. Um, Any other uh, thoughts on on the episode? How do you feel about um, uh, Maggie and Glenn and all of that? I, I love them together. Yeah. Yeah, they're cute. Mm-hmm. I felt like for a while, Glenn was being kind of a jerk about acting like it was her fault that he was being weak or whatever. Um, but Oh, I think they're so good together. And I yeah. feel like this, it's, like, good to have one thing go well on the show. Yeah, you've got to have at least horrible, one, like, couple you know? that is. So it's nice to see two people actually happy because everyone's yeah. unhappy. <laughs> yeah, although I'm sure, you know, Maggie will die horribly at some point. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not. The other really interesting thing I thought was that when they cut off Herschel's leg and he didn't become a zombie, like I thought that was really a cool twist that if you can get the if it's bit if you're bit somewhere that can be cut off before it mm-hmm. spreads that you can contain the disease. 
Yeah. So that was, like, really interesting. Of course, it doesn't help you if you get bent on your, like, neck or your back because you can't really cut off your neck or your back. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so but, hold out your extremities if there's zombies. I know. You're like, so here, take my big off. toe. Only my big toe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm glad Herschel's still alive because I like him. Of course, he just couldn't be around when Lori had to have her surgery, though. <sighs> mm-hmm. I just wish he could have been around. I'm just, I'm still upset, okay? I'm still upset that she died. <laughs> I just feel like there could have been a way to save her. Why couldn't they save her? Like, could they have, what if they just, like, waited a little bit longer Till the you know, till they contained the zombie threat and went back in the room. Like, did they have to do that surgery right that minute? I just don't know. Yeah, I, I think something about the baby. Like, maybe yeah, the baby I was like, the baby was gonna something. die if they didn't get know. it out or something. But it's like, how do they know? They don't have any medical equipment tied up to her. They don't know. Yeah. But, anyways, I'll try to get over it. <laughs> try to move on. But yeah, so. <sighs> Walking Dead. It comes back February. Did I say twentieth to you? You said February. Yeah, I'll double check because let me just tell the listeners. It comes back. Oh, February tenth. How exciting! Nice. At nine p.m. So, yay, yay, Walking Dead. So I will. Uh, I think we'll wrap up now. Unless you have any any last minute thoughts. Mm, no. Okay, well, thank you so much, Franny. I'm so glad you took the time to podcast, and um, I'm excited to nice. to have our first podcast of 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, if any of you listeners have any feedback or questions or comments, you can email us at heroinetv at gmail.com or comment on the site, heroinetv.com. Uh, And uh, we're always open to suggestions and um, feedback and all that sort of stuff. So that would be great. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. God, we're hot chicks with superpowers. Thanks, yeah, Jeff. Comforting. Uh-huh.